Um, so I'll just start by saying that uh, this is kind of an ethics project, but it's also about movement building. And if either of those are your interests, please do come talk to me. I'll be at the office hours, but I'll also be at the poster session. Um, the starting point of this project is the fact that, in my experience, when you introduce the idea of effective altruism to groups of people, you almost always hear, but if everyone goes to AMF, what's going to happen to cancer research? And this is a really bad critique. Many people have pointed out this is a really bad critique for a few different reasons, and I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, what I'm interested in is when you point out this is a very bad critique to the people raising it, they don't seem terribly convinced, even if they understand why. And so I was looking at whether there's kind of a better concern hiding in there. Is there something more that they're getting at? Um, and I argue that there is an at least coherent concern that they're perhaps getting at here. And so it centers around how, if we think of an EA world, what is the world that we're thinking about? Now, I don't think we can describe that world in any particular detail, uh, which is kind of its own interesting issue. But I think we can say that there would be causes which would go unfunded because they are too ineffective, too expensive, um, Jonathan touched on this as kind of an inescapable principle, that if you have two interventions and one of them is going to save more lives, you go for that intervention. And I actually think this might be the thing that is causing people some concern. Um, essentially, what I'm talking about is people who, if you give them the example of sight savers versus guide dogs, they agree we should donate to sight savers, but they don't want to live in a world without guide dogs. Um, and I think this concern breaks down into two parts. So I think we firstly have a concern about the value of hope, the possibly quite practical value of hope. If people know they're going to receive no help, they lose hope, this is a loss of welfare, this is a negative thing. And I think that's a more practical concern that effective altruism can deal with quite easily. We can say, well, we can just put that into our model. Um, that's just another welfare concern. But I think the second part of this concern is less practical and is an idea about um, a world without chances, a world that lacks fairness. And the concern here is that when you say that a particular group of people are just going to receive no help whatsoever and have no chance of saviour, that is unfair in some way. Um, and so there seems to be an underpinning idea here that if you were to die having had no chance of saviour, that is somehow worse and somehow unfair compared to you dying having had some chance that you missed out on. Um, so I think that if you hold this view uh, of a world without chances, you think it's unfair to distribute resources in this way, what you probably want is something like a weighted lottery. So you distribute resources according to uh, impact. So less uh, effective interventions get less funding, but they won't get none. So everyone has some chance of help. And so what we then need to ask is, is that idea at all reconcilable with effective altruism? And I've argued it really doesn't seem to be. It seems like if effective altruism tries to accommodate this idea, what they're really doing is abandoning maximization, or at least a typical understanding of maximization. Now, I confess, since being at the conference and discussing the poster with a few people, some individuals seem to have uh, broader conceptions of effective altruism than I'm familiar with, but it certainly seems like softening to this kind of weighted lottery principle would really change what we understand effective altruism to be by massively redefining how we approach maximization. And to me, this seems like a significant concern because we don't actually know how common this view is and that I think it's in itself a bit worrying, but if even a fraction of the people who raise the 
oh, but if everyone gave to AMF concern, are actually holding this view, then that is going to pose a massive issue to our movement growth because it isn't something we can adopt. And so essentially what I would like or what I think it would be good to have is if any of you happen to be in marketing or psychology or statistics, I think it would be fantastic to have quantitative data on how many people hold these kind of views. What are the typical responses to EA? Because currently we have a data-driven movement that seems to have a severe lack of data on how we actually grow this movement. And I think if these kind of views, which seem to clash with principles we hold to be very obvious, if these kind of views are common, that is going to provide a huge barrier to the growth of the movement, and that is information we desperately need.